Hello and welcome to a new episode of Foodocracy for Her. Foodocracy for Her is India's longest running podcast dedicated to women in the food industry and I'm your host Kalyan Karmakar. Today we are going to talk about Jack. Surprised? We're going to talk about jackfruit. We're going to talk about um, a lady who's who's uh, obsessed with jackfruit and making us eat uh, jackfruit, but has got a very, very interesting um, uh, sort of background. I'm talking of Kirti Da Farke, who's a co-founder of Eat With Better and who's aiming at creating a jackfruit revolution in India. And uh, let's go straight to her and listen to her story. So in a sec, uh, we'll have uh, Kirti Da joining us. So there's Kirtida. Hi, hi. Hey, hi, Kalyan. <laughs> hi. So we are so we are actually in the same uh, suburb of Mumbai, possibly four or five lanes, or perhaps more separated yeah. from each other. But I think Zoom yeah. <laughs> makes it. Uh... So first of all, um, I must tell you two things. I don't know if, if if this ever struck you, and actually, when I first um, you know read your uh, handle on Instagram, I was just wondering if that's your actual name or whether it's it's meant to some the same because I'm Bengali. Yes. So when you attach da to something, it means like elder brother. So, yes. so you know, Feluda, the det- detective, right. or or you know, if someone's senior and, yeah. and you don't want to call them uncle. So yeah. they were saying why so, so, so Kirtida is the name, right? Kirtida is the name, and I've got this a lot. I've had huh. uh, I've yeah. had both. I've had non-Bengalis ask me if I'm Bengali, and I have to tell huh. them, do I look Because like- if you were, you would be Kirti D. Exactly, yeah. and if I look like a male, like a dada, no, <laughs> so no, I am. This is not the Bengali. And for Bengalis, I've had they've had discomfort, like like Kirti da, like it, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah. But my dad yeah. kind of came up with the name. Uh, I my family has a background in Sanskrit. Um, okay. And my father came up with the name. It it so there are there are names in Sanskrit uh, with this kind of structure. When hmm. da is a suffix that indicates giver. So you have names like Harshada, which means giver yeah, of Yeah, 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 of course. Joy. Sorry, um, it means what? Giver of? Harshada giver means? of joy. Harsh is joy. You have Harshada, okay. you have Yashoda. So giver yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yashoda, so yeah. This is along the same lines of Kirtida, giver of fame. Uh, fame. So, uh, okay, has... so, so, so maybe the podcast will finally become... Famous now that you've joined us <laughs> and you give us some uh, fame. At least the name, at least the name, because of your podcast, <laughs> will be more understood. <laughs> so, so which means that uh, you know, if a, if a Bengali addresses you and out of with respect, or if you're elder to them, and I would say if you ever go to Calcutta, then you'll become Kitty the D. So Kitty the D. Straight away, <laughs> so straight away, like uh, Granny. Um, yeah, granny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and you do have a connection. Uh, with my granny in a sense, but I'll, before that, uh, I just want to sort of um, uh, congratulate you on uh, twenty-five thousand on your uh, personal Instagram page, Kitida Cooks. And and what struck me um, about that is that uh, what he wrote over there, saying that um, you know, uh, congratulations are addressing to the community, to our to the community, because. Like, uh, you know, most pe- people, probably even I might have written, written at a particular time that, okay, once we reach so-and-so thousand or whatever, hundred followers or stuff. But but I was very interested to see that you've written community and 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 your page is actually, Kirtita is your own page. I mean, it's not like a platform or something else. So so um, just tell me a bit about that. I mean, uh, you know. 
Yeah, so um, honestly, I got onto Instagram uh, to I got onto Instagram uh, just before I left for my culinary school in New York, um, mm. and the objective and more like I started Instagramming uh, purely my food journey. I mean, even okay. before uh, you know this handle of Keerta that cooks, even before the cooking actively started, <laughs> it was really a way for me to uh, connect with people over food. and be inspired by people in the food space and it was a very uh, almost i mean one could say it was a very narrow approach but i think narrow is at times good because it's also yeah. focused yes. and uh, i honestly feel that because probably because i've had such a selective approach i've really come to rely on people i've like i've been acquainted with through instagram uh and it feels like a community because there are people who are cheering you on there are people who are recommending things to you there are people who are even telling you like hey this is not how it's done uh you know why don't you try this method hmm. and it doesn't feel like an individual only pursuit sure it started off as a very and it still is a personal um, journey with food i'm documenting but hmm. uh, i've come to rely it, it feels like a community that i have of just people who are similarly driven by passionate about food that's 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 a really wonderful uh, perspective because i was relating to uh, your experience with mine because like you know when i started uh, blogging it was uh, about food and food has always been the anchor of everything which i've done so whether it's on twitter instagram podcast or um, my book or everything so it's always been around food okay now uh, some people might say maybe it's more cat than food but uh, yeah yeah but that apart uh, and and you're right that i mean for you it might have happened with um, you know, starting from instagram for me initially it it probably happened with a blog and there used to be so much of uh, you know uh, communication which would happen in the comments uh, mm -hmm. column and one made friends across the world uh, ditto twitter and and i feel that in the last few years it's really instagram which has uh, done that and 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 uh, yeah i mean I, i've always felt a bit uncomfortable about using the word like followers or whatever but that's how it is follow account yeah. uh, probably with no um, you know hidden uh, agenda but i think that's a lovely way of uh, looking at it and and uh, so so um, from what i understand you're a puneri uh, girl yes and then um, you've 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 been to france you've been to mumbai you've been to new york now you're back to mumbai so um tell us a bit about that um yeah uh, so there there's another i think significant country or culture that's uh, so i spent the early four years of my life in tokyo because my father was transferred there and oh wow from age 1 to nearly 5 i was uh, in tokyo and yeah. while i don't remember very much of it i honestly remember just the very end and i think i've pieced together memories um, from pictures mostly mm. but uh, yeah i mean i'm a i'm a pune girl at heart born in pune a uh, short uh, slight detour uh, to japan came back to pune mm. uh, did my did my bachelor's in english literature i started studying spanish when i was 16 and uh, became a spanish trainer i started the spanish language uh, like kind of program at symbiosis wow um and then decided uh, i wanted to again take a detour and i got into jnu for spanish 
but I said, I've done Spanish for long enough. Uh, why don't I try something else? Um, decided to go to Paris to do my master's in management, uh, focused on marketing, uh, got a job with L'Oreal, which really was uh, a dream company for uh, a marketer. Um, worked in Paris with L'Oreal for two and a half years, moved back with L'Oreal to India, to their office, which happened to be in Mumbai. That's how I came. So Paris to Parel. No Paris to Parel. Parel or Parel, yeah. Yeah. such a culture shock, yeah. Because I remember that office, yes. Because my market research life and yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mumbai, because a lot of people who look at Pune, Mumbai, they think, oh, you know, it's just like 70 kilometers, it's so close, but I mean, it's their cities that are so different from each other. And I know, I know, ex I mean, I didn't know what to expect, honestly, when I came here. Uh, after working with Lara for five years, um, I decided to pursue food because it has, it had always been a passion. I started actively cooking and exploring food, honestly, when I moved to Paris as a student, because I no longer had my my dear mother to provide for all my needs. Uh, yes. And, uh, and to make the chutney which you've spoken of in your I mean, uh, Instagram honestly, that there was a disco chutney. I call it the disco. I, I, I <laughs> call it the disco chutney because it is so. Uh, I is mom, right? I you is said, mom. Yeah. I yeah, is. yeah. Because I'm, I'm doing Marathi classes. So I know, he's I mean, going to do a check on Saturday. If yeah. I say I, I is grandmom. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to make me wake up even earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so that's how. So, I decided to uh, pursue, uh, go to culinary school. And obviously, I looked at uh, the, the great Parisian culinary schools. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm vegetarian. Um, and I, I actually turned vegetarian when I was 11. So, I started schooling in Japan and I ate everything. Um, yes. And I turned vegetarian when I was 11 and kind of stuck with it and uh, just because food is so personal to me wanted to go to a school where I could eat most of what I was cooking so decided to go to a rather uh, unique school it's called the Natural Gourmet Institute um, it's a plant-based culinary school in New York uh, so moved to New York to go to this uh, culinary school um, did my internship at a really cool uh, vegetarian Michelin star restaurant. It, it's New York. So, I mean, you can have the best, even within real niches. And mm. vegetarian, vegan in New York feels so mainstream. Uh, like, even when I went in 2017. I thought San Francisco would be more... Uh, but but I guess New, and, and Los Angeles are totally... I would have expected... I mean, I'm saying all of this, I've not yet to, be to go to the US, but, uh, you know... Well, San Francisco is as well. Again, I've not uh, traveled to yeah. SF, but from what I've read, but New York is well because uh, I and it was obviously different. But when I I was there in 2017, 2016, 2017, um, I mean, vegetarian, vegan were very much understood. And I'm talking New York, right? Like, I'm not talking yeah. of. Uh, so did a didn't did my internship at a place that. I really wanted to go to, as when I would travel, I had it on my list. I have a list okay. for cities that I want to travel. And this place, this restaurant, it's called Nick's. It unfortunately closed down during COVID from what I know. Mm. Um, mm. I had it on my list saying, must visit Nick's, vegetarian yeah. Michelin star. And I got to do my internship there. So I was really happy. After doing that, I moved back to India and uh, started this uh, modern vegetarian restaurant in uh, Pune. 
Um, and that's when uh, which I, one was this? It's called. Uh, it was called Carlo Art Kitchen. Okay. Uh, it, it was in Deccan, and okay. that's that's the time. That's around the time when uh, I met Karan, who is uh, my co-founder in what I'm what I'm currently doing. Which is uh, I'm running a plant-based food brand, uh, working towards popularizing jackfruit, cutthroat uh, yeah. or funnus, as it is known, um, as a wonder vegetable that it is, or um, as the vegan meat that uh, some people really enjoy it as. Yeah. So yeah, that's 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 quite a journey. And and before I get into your, uh, uh, you know, the the jackfruit uh, sort of story. Um, I, I was listening to you and, and, and I was again, um, you know, looking at the similarity uh, between mine because you said that first four years in Tokyo. So for me, the first um, maybe six, seven years were uh, were abroad initially uh, in the UK and then Iran and then we, yeah. uh, we moved in uh, yeah. to Calcutta. So, so again, like you said, uh, my memories of that time are actually very faint. But a lot of it is sort of pieced together by family albums and what I've heard and now that my mom writes about it and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. sometimes I'm yeah. not even sure if I if I actually remember this or or, or, or the same. But um, uh, and and also like I mean I was in the UK and then in India, which is like and Calcutta, which is anyway has so much of the British culture and civilization with books and everything while growing up, while right. you actually were in Japan and then you moved into uh, Pune and probably where you wouldn't have that much of a contact association with the culture you grew up with. But I just yeah. wonder if, if that sort of um, um, affected your worldview in a way because you've, you've actually, uh, you know, been to uh, different countries and studied and worked at a fairly young age. Um, for me, it's, it's not been that much, it's been Calcutta and then uh, I've, I've moved to Mumbai. But I've just um, found it fairly easy to connect with people from uh, different communities in, in India as well as abroad in, in both Calcutta as well as Mumbai. And I feel that it's, it's being away from, um, uh, you know, home in the early years, which helped. And, and I don't know how it was in Tokyo, but mm. both in the, the UK and in Iran, we lived in comparatively smaller towns. Mm. So we didn't have much interaction with Indians except during the festival. So... So the people uh, my family would interact with were, were uh, the locals. Okay. So I, I feel that that's, um, you know, a formative influence. Uh, so what do you feel? I, I completely agree. I think especially the uh, age, like one to nearly five that I spent in Tokyo. While we were in Tokyo, we were very much like in the heart of Tokyo. Uh, there were very few Indians there. Like my dad says there were like some 25, 30 Indian families in Tokyo at that time. Uh, so, um, in fact, uh, my mother had enrolled me in a, in a church for uh, Sunday classes, so to say, uh, before I started school, because she, she was afraid I wasn't socializing enough. There weren't a lot of young kids around. Yes. Uh, so I attended a Japanese uh, church because, I mean, my mom wanted me to just get exposure to different <laughs> kids. And, uh, yeah. So obviously these things have an impact because uh, the people I interacted with, um, just the food I ate. I mean, my, my family is vegetarian, but uh, my, my father wanted me to make that decision for myself. So um, I ate like, again, because of the church and then school, um, I ate food that was so different from anything anyone in my family had had. 
and that has definitely led to me being more curious about food people cultures and i've carried that throughout so it obviously is something as you know you as you say you connect with a lot of people easily and it isn't a conscious choice it's just something that i guess has been so important growing up it uh, it just it's yes, a way so of some subliminal yeah and and i and i agree because uh, even in my case it's 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 only after we moved to calcutta and a couple of years down the line that i i uh, began to eat bengali or indian uh, yeah. food and it took me a while to sort of get uh, you know into the groove of things but but um, you know coming back to what you're doing with uh, eat with better and and jack fruit um you know this grandmom connection so yeah you know I've, um, growing up in calcutta like jack fruit was is is not or was not something um which which was an alien thing so we we would have it in two formats one was uh, right jack fruit uh, the sweet sticky thing which i've even had in mumbai like there's a thela wala in bandra you know he has it locked and covered with plastic sheets and Correct. you know Correct. and and you'd suck out the seeds and then there would be the echod as she would call it which would be the unripe one with which like normally like i mean she would do a regular sort of a jhol or a light curry and uh, there would be potatoes there would be chunks of uh, uh, jackfruit and then there would be the seed and and as a kid i would love eating yeah. the seed the cooked seed and in fact i got flavors of that when yeah. i had the oreo version made by uh, sneha senapati and uh, so it was not really um, alien to us Mm-hmm. And, and one didn't really think much about it. In fact, I, I don't know if you know, know this, but there was a story uh, which my grandpa used to say, and and which was around uh, jackfruit. Would you be interested in hearing it? It's, it's, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Hi, Ninki. My my younger cat. Okay. Just give me a second. Let me just yeah. open my window just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, sure. he'll, he'll sort of get a panic attack. so this story just came to my mind as we were talking it is not meant to sort of hijack the interview or i hadn't even thought of it but uh, i just uh, so I so love, i love stories and if it's about jackfruit even better so. yeah 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 so um, um i i don't know if it was a story which he made up or it was uh, this thing but uh, you know after we moved to calcutta like on weekends i'd go to my grandparents uh, place my maternal grandparents and then uh, after a year year and a half i actually lost my dad so for a year we lived with them and then we took up an apartment close by yeah. so um and i was the eldest grandson so uh, they were like very very sort of yeah uh, you know protective about me and my grandparents right. and so on so my grandfather would often tell me stories and 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 both my grandfathers were very different because my paternal grandfather who my whom we went in touch with after that but he used to tell me stories of mythology so i would know of everything about ramayan and mahabharat thanks to him and my uh, my maternal grandfather would tell me stories of like politics and the concentration mm-hmm. camp and wars and this that yeah. so so he had the story about the jackfruit so this was during the time of the british when there was this guy uh, who was working there bengali guy yeah and maybe like a clerk or something like that and uh, <clears throat> then um, sort of he had to go uh, home mm. so um, and now i'm trying to remember what the story was yeah so so the guy wasn't giving him leave and he said that uh, the british guy but he said that look it's my uh, uh, my uh, he said that my mother's passed away so i need to go uh, back so uh, so he he went back and then um, so that uh, 
so then um, he came back and with his head shaved and all of that and um, so, so the uh, British officer wasn't uh, really happy because he'd extended the uh, holiday mm -hmm. and uh, things. Uh, so um, what he did was he'd also got a ripe jackfruit uh, from uh, mm -hmm. uh, this place. So he gave it to the guy and he said, no, you please have it. I brought it from uh, this thing. So, so um, then the guy, you know, had it. And what happened was that he had a beard, the, the British person, and and the you know the the we, we call it caution Bengali. So I don't know this the sticky part of like the thing of the jackfruit, the right yeah, the, the sap. sap of the right jackfruit was all the way in. And uh, then he had to shave off the beard. And so basically this guy had shaved off his hair, and, and this guy has shaved off his beard. Now at this point, I just realized that while I had, you know, with full confidence launched into the story, which he used to tell me when I was you know, eight years old or something in some afternoons. I have completely forgotten what was the point of the story. And unfortunately, Babu is no more, so I can't ask him. It's so, an interesting visual though. Of the... Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to see that why did that guy sort of yeah. uh, try to hide the fact that he shaved his head because his, his uh, you know, uh, mom had passed away. And and then I think wow. he told this guy that no, I had to shave the head because I was eating jackfruit, and he said why. And then he ate jackfruit, and he had to shave. It, 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 I'm sure it makes me. I, I, I mean, Dadu is a much better storyteller than I am. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've, I've I've wasted some of your time. But maybe I'll, I'll find out. It's a yeah. yeah, but we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll but figure it out. Is, I mean, it serves as both a lesson in being careful with. The sap of jackfruit or any of these fruits that give off sap. Yeah. Uh, but but also it goes towards like one of the ways in which we talk about a product is if you've ever cleaned a jackfruit, you know yeah. how painful seeing, it I'm is. I was seeing some of your reels uh, on that. No, and and before that, there's one more lesson that before you launch confidently to a story or something, just uh, <laughs> check whether you know what it is. But yeah, yeah. So so you were telling me. Uh, Telling us about uh, the mean, staff does, and the cleaning part of it. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it does seamlessly, honestly, lead into a big reason as to hmm. why a lot of our customers, like, what is the value prop really, you know, for what we're doing hmm. for people? So, as you said, like, a large part of India is not unfamiliar with jackfruit. In yes. fact, jackfruit is it's it's a tree that grows uh, widely and abundantly not just along the coast, obviously the western coast, the eastern coast, but even regions like a Bihar, uh, UP, mm. they grow jackfruit. So mm. large parts of India are familiar with the, with the fruit, unlike mm. the west, which mm. recently discovered jackfruit almost exclusively as a vegan meat alternative, as yes. an all-natural, let me qualify that, as an yeah. all-natural vegan meat alternative. And actually, even in, even in Bengal, when you're growing up, it used to be some referred to as gach pata, pata which means uh, a goat yeah. which grows on the tree, literally, uh, which which is vegan. But, you know, it's a bit like Nutrilla chunks. I mean, if you had meat and you've, you, you know, it's not the same. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think every region, I mean, Again, not every region cooks with jackfruit, uh, but large, I mean, a large part of India does uh, traditionally cook with jackfruit. Uh, and, and, and when the West was talking of like the smelliness, you know, there was this article a few years back. Correct. Which In got a lot of flack about the smelliness of jackfruit. But 
you know, it's it's nothing compared to durian, and and even durian one has had. Uh, you know, uh, I've been to Penang yeah. and I've had durian. I've been yeah. to Bangkok and had yeah. uh, durian. So it's it's you know, I was trying to. I mean, if you find jackfruits, maybe I mean, then so would mango. So would be a mango or a papaya or anything. Yeah. I think that's just. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, I've again like. Uh, I think it's just intolerance towards what you're uncomfortable with because you're unfamiliar with it. Honestly, there are French cheeses that oh yeah, of course, yes, smell like well, dirty socks, wet socks. Yes, I mean, yes. I think that smell like how do you evaluate these? Right, like, what is? Yes, but obviously you're coming, you're coming in with such a Western perspective that you just talk about this in a way that makes it sound like a terrible thing when mm. there are communities that absolutely have delighted it in. And not just delighted in, but survived of jackfruit. Oh yes. So my, so my father's from Ratnagiri. He grew up in Ratnagiri, uh, and every every summer, we would be packed off to Ratnagiri. We would complain and crib because uh, both my brother and I are extremely motion sick, and there was no there were no railways to go to Konkan. Mm. Konkan railway happened much later. Like Konkan railways happened like. Uh, in 2000s or so, so uh, oh, when yeah. we were kids, uh, there was no route uh, other than taking the road. Oh yeah, I, I remember that because we used to go to Goa and then Konkan Railway that happened at that time, and we used to take the bus. So right. yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that exactly. And the yeah. are like terrible. So we would cry and crib and complain, like, do we have to do this every year? Uh, but we had no option. And I, I really, in in hindsight, uh, I, I thank him because I feel like. I would have just missed being exposed to a completely different, not just way of living, but I mean, a very rooted uh, way that I mean, my relatives, my father grew up in, and mm -hmm. like I remember my aunts telling me, jackfruit. Uh, so because Konkan was so cut off, um, not a lot of fresh produce would reach Ratnagiri. So in monsoons, uh, it's a little difficult to believe in this day and age, especially living in Bombay, where literally Instamart and Zepto will deliver things to us. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. even like, even in, I, I have memories of uh, going to the market in summer and literally like four vegetables are available. Because, I mean, just the roads, the roads were so difficult to get into. Mm. And you just have local stuff that at the most uh, connects to the markets. So in monsoons, uh, people, so jackfruit fed people pretty much from like the season would start sometime around January, Feb, uh, which is when you have jackfruit in its really tender raw form, which is the kind of jackfruit we process. Yes. Then it slightly matures. You have the seeds, you have, you still eat it in, in many different preparations. Hmm. Uh, it's a painstaking job, but... And you know you had a lot of women in the household to do a lot of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a parallel which I was thinking of when you were talking of the painstaking part is what uh, we call mocha in Bengal. I think you call careful, yes. which is the banana blossom. Correct. Because even so, so I mean, those are dishes which my granny would make. I mean, now she hardly can. But even my mom, who's be, who's a working mom, a woman, and who learned cooking after she got married. I mean, she would not make. Uh, she doesn't make mocha right. and yeah, uh, yeah. stuff like that, or even kathal and yeah. Correct. So in so the jackfruit would feed entire families from like Jan, uh, Feb, right through monsoon and monsoon people weren't eating the fruit because the fruit would be over by then. They yeah. would be eating seeds that they would dry on their roofs oh. in summer hmm. and then boil the seeds in monsoons when there really is no produce. Like, I mean, you're literally just uh, 
you know. And nor is there any fish. There's no because fish. Because that's, yeah, it's just a dried fish for fish eaters over there. Also, correct. Also that, because my family is vegetarian. So, hmm. there were, it was slim pickings. You couldn't just, you know, I mean, forget ordering. Like, you, you had to make do with what you had. And jackfruit hmm. seeds were then converted into very interesting things. So, every part of the, of, uh, you know, the, the fruit in every stage of maturity was used in very different ways. Wow. So, because otherwise it will get boring if you're making the same kathal chol exactly. or, or the new thing, kathal biryani became the in thing three or four years back. And, and uh, you know, I've had kathal biryani and I've mutton biryani. And the thing is that, you know, uh, often they would approach it the same way, chefs. But what they would not realize is that mutton is a far more robust um, sort of thing to work with than kathal. So the spices yeah. just overshadow it, and and yeah, then you just you'd rather have the rice by itself. It's it's you know, correct, it, correct. it was not being treated the way it should have been treated. Also, and this is where I think you know the discourse uh, is very. I think sometimes in India, unfortunately, very often we just ate things from the West. So exactly, I so you know we don't we categorically do not call our jackfruit as vegan meat because I mean it's. Enjoy it as jackfruit. Sure, exactly. I also understand if you've given up meat because I I gave up meat. I gave up meat a yeah. long time ago, so I don't have the cravings anymore. But I remember after I'd given up meat, I hmm. missed the texture. Of so course. sure, I get it. You know, like if you enjoy hmm. the texture as a former meat eater or a meat eater who's looking at reducing meat, hmm. of course. But also enjoy it as jackfruit. Don't look exactly. at it only yeah. as and we have a culture of doing it. I mean, communities mm. that eat meat also relish jackfruit. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And uh, See, and most Indian communities which ate meat, or, or if I'm including fish in that, um, especially meat was not a daily affair. Like, uh, you know, it's just once a week or... Um, you it know, was never center of plate, right? Like, this is something... Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, unlike in Paris where you were, yeah. or... or you know, where, where the meat would be the center and just salad or whatever. But if you go back to your Tokyo days, and, and especially yeah. the, you know, the uh, Kaiseki way of eating, it's course by course and vegetables and fish and meat. Uh, or in, correct. Or in like a, in a plate, you'll have one bowl which has meat and the others yeah. will be dal, a sabzi. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's not center of plate, but it's something I discovered at culinary school. Because in I think, sorry, there's like a network yeah. issue again. So I, I, I actually discovered how important culturally center of plate protein is uh, for Westerners when at my culinary school. So because it's a specific school, not only is it about eating plant-based, but it's eating plant-based with a view on nutrition. Yes. So we were taught a lot about balanced meals. Hmm. And in one of my exams, my, my marks were deducted for one point, which is where is the protein? Because if meals have to be balanced, they need to have everything. And I said, hey, you know, I've used the way I've done it. I think I've done something like a chilla or something, like a okay. uh, besan. Uh, and I said, this is made of chickpea flour. In the chutney, I've added peanuts, uh, which are a very good source of protein. Hmm. Um, and there was something else. And they're like, yeah, but my, my chef instructor, she said, yes, but there's no visible source of protein. You need to show. And I said, okay, interesting. So culturally for me, I'm not looking at it in terms of I need to see protein, 
But, exactly. So I think that's the difference. And yeah, because if if I think of say a uh, say a uh, you know a vegetarian meal and say a Bengali vegetarian meal. So which means I take out the fish or take out the ch chicken and that's yeah. a meal. But there's uh, you know there's rice dal, there's a shukto which is maybe a mixed vegetable. There yeah. could be a chachori or whatever. There there could be luchis if this thing and then you know the sweets and stuff. But you're not trying to see which is the protein and which is not. Exactly. But but we also knew that uh, meat or fish is the source of protein. But you know it's. But it's also a westernized yeah. concept. I mean, it's yeah. It is a very westernized concept. It wasn't fed as much. I feel like, of course, you knew okay, meat or fish is giving you protein, but it wasn't like that needed to occupy fifty percent yes. or seventy percent of the plate. Oh no, uh, right. and and it's also a question of affordability. Uh, you know, in right. India earlier, yeah, till the eighties or nineties, it was also a question of affordability. Absolutely, but now I mean. <laughs> It's interesting how increasingly this is. I mean, there's an interesting thing about this. It's called the China uh, China study, where they're, they're showing how traditionally, even in China, you know, they eat meat as as you're saying, you know, as a smaller part of the plate. Yeah. But with wealth, they started increasing more, and I, essentially, the West is now saying, okay, you know, eat meat, but limited and occasionally, and eat more. And you're like, okay, but I mean, even <laughs> meat eating communities in India were doing that. Like, enjoy your mm. meat, but uh, exactly. Exactly, uh, or even Asia. If you look at the Thai cuisine and all of that, absolutely. there's lots of greens and you know, starch, and then the fish meat and, and whatever. So, but okay, so coming back to jackfruit, and, and 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 before that, uh, even before, I'll, I'll take a step before jackfruit. That, I mean, um, um, so so why did you guys? Um, I mean, uh, so so you were like marketing, then L'Oreal, then and then you went to study and become a chef, yeah. um, and and you said that Karan also was. In in Paris, doing his business school, but you you guys didn't know each other then. Yeah. So how did this plan to sort of create um, a company or enterprise uh, devoted to plant plant based food uh, start? I mean, you could have also been a chef somewhere, or you could have been a yeah. consultant somewhere. So yeah. why this plan? And then within that, um, then we'll go to why jackfruit. Though of course you've you've sort of told us a bit about your uh, relationship with jackfruit. Yeah. But it could have been anything else, right? It could have been sweet potatoes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or coconut or yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so why 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 Jack? I mean, why no, why why the business? Why why the, business? Why, the, why the enterprise? Yeah, why the enterprise? So uh, honestly, like this uh, the 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 origin story of uh, better and jackfruit is because, so Karan has a background in sustainability. He studied sustainability in Paris. He's worked in not for, in the not-for-profit sector. And uh, he was on a personal journey to reduce his meat consumption uh, uh, because, you know, uh, so because of like animal uh, rights stuff. And uh, he came across jackfruit for the first time in his life because he had a Bengali cook at that time who made like raw jackfruit curry. And, and, and where was this? Where he came across it in Bombay? In, in Pune. Okay, so uh, in, in Pune, in, yeah. In, yeah, very much yeah. in India. And uh, he was blown away because he'd been trying uh, in 2018 all sorts of uh, vegan meat replacement options. And they were really, I mean, yeah. the scene was very different than what it is right now in India. Hmm. And this really delighted him, satisfied him. He figured it was from jackfruit. 
couldn't believe it uh, and started digging deeper into okay what is this also with his background working with smallholder farmers in the sustainability space yeah. discover jackfruit is an insanely uh, sustainable crop in fact it's almost because it's not grown in a like it's not cultivated like a monocrop uh, anywhere uh, so it, so uh, will you explain uh, that a bit to uh, us in terms of what does sustainable uh, versus unsustainable mean and mono versus duo maybe give us a parallel imagine we don't uh, know anything which we actually don't <laughs> so uh, so i'm not talking so about if i it. can understand it everyone will so i'm not talking about it in terms of uh, like finding plant based food options that are tech no you, you know i'm sorry I, I, i mean i'll also sort of make it a bit more focused because perhaps it's easier to, for you to answer you said that jackfruit is a sustainable um, is grown sustainably right so so what do you mean by that so um, what does sustainable growing mean i mean so is 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 coconut a sustainable plant banana apple okay. just here yeah so jackfruit uh, when i say jackfruit is grown sustainably uh, jackfruit is native to india it is not cultivated in an organized way almost anywhere it grows wild like a weed and because it is native and sturdy it does not need any inputs like fertilizers pesticides so farm- not at all not at all in fact so like what they say about millets you know since what they correct. say about millet jowar bajra and all that correct in fact if you go to farmers and there's just from our research we've just come across one plantation in tamil nadu just one that is cultivating jackfruit uh, like in an organized way and there's a small one in konkan like that okay. but that is more like as a like they're picking jackfruit from different parts so the thing is mm. jackfruit is so hardy and sturdy if you go to a farmer and ask him isko kya dalna padta hai like do you have to khad dalna padta hai mm. the farmer like we've done this uh we've like farmers have laughed at us like <laughs> in fact it is so prolific that it becomes a nuisance towards the end of the season because the tree gives so much they don't know what to do with it so forget pumping in pesticides and uh like chemicals to make it grow like it's almost neglected and, and, and if there's an excessive rot right it's a sorry your voice kind of no, i'm saying if there's an excess of the of the fruit yeah. it'll rot right i mean unless rot yeah it literally it literally rots towards the end if you like talk to people and i've seen this happen during summer vacations like we were tired of jackfruit towards the end because how much can you eat absolutely it falls in the backyard and rots uh, mm. so and that'll stink it stinks it's it stinks it's really like they need to so farmers when you talk to them they're like why will we input any of our resources into this because we don't want so much of it and so why did they plant it to start with or maybe it, it was they didn't plant it it just grows which is why i say it grows in a lot in most places okay so someone might have just discarded the seeds instead of putting it into and wet waste correct it, yeah. it, it it's funny to say it grows like a weed because when you look at a jackfruit tree <laughs> yeah no i i think we have one or two in in our lane in bandra so that's the thing yeah. right like even in an urban space like bandra i so yeah. see a jackfruit tree because it doesn't need any tending to and it's still yes. bear fruit and a lot of fruit so mm. very low input i mean almost no input it just it so you don't have gabab little boys climbing up like they would do in mango trees to steal the fruits in the no. case of jackfruit 
<laughs> no, that doesn't happen. But it does. It even forget fertilizers, pesticides, any sort of input. Uh, it doesn't even need irrigation, which is a very big thing. So yeah, I mean that's that's what they say about millets as well. Correct. So you know you save on water. You're not adding things to it. You know in the whole context of people wanting to eat more organic. Yes. Obviously, most farmers will not, since people are not cultivating jackfruit in large acres of land. Farmers will have five trees somewhere, a cluster yes. somewhere else, which is why it's mostly it goes towards feeding friends and family. And mm. some of it is taken to the market, but it's not so that the sustainability story is on many aspects. Another way in, it, in which it's sustainable is it's been found jackfruit has been found to reduce the microclimate where it grows because of the canopy. Um, oh, which, yeah, I mean the shade and everything. Yeah. So it has a lot of things, you know. And again, where this monocult monocropping comes in is. Um, we read about like large swaths of land in the Amazon uh, we, hmm. uh, being cleared just to grow corn and soy. Yes. So that is at an extreme, obviously. But even like for wheat cultivation, for paddy, like hmm. trees are cleared out to make way for this. Yes. That doesn't happen with jackfruit. Like no. I think one, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. So much hmm. of it is, in fact, it's estimated that. Anywhere from 70 to 90% of jackfruit that grows in India, and we're the largest producer of jackfruit, mm. goes to waste every year, rocks. Mm. There is not enough processing happening, and humans can't consume as much jackfruit as the tree gives during that short season. Yes. So there are, it, it, I mean, when Karan read all this about the wonderful, you know, uh, kathal uh, gravy he'd eaten, it ticked off a lot of boxes clearly as a sustainability professional. He's like incredible. And yeah. then we discover there are countries, uh, there are sorry, companies in uh, North America, US and Canada uh, that were selling jackfruit that they were importing from India, Sri Lanka as a vegan meat, as a mock meat, all natural mock meat. Yeah. Um, and it just like, again, from a sustainability point of view, felt like, okay, we grow it in our backyard. Absolutely. Yeah. Why don't we eat more of it? Like, I would like mm. to have more of this, uh, but I didn't know it existed. And that's when uh, he doesn't have a background in food. And mm. where I come into the picture is I'm running my, my restaurant, Pune. He, um, through the power of social uh, media and social networking, someone recommends, he puts out a, a, a note saying, I'm looking for someone in the food space uh, for an idea I have. And someone recommends my name. So and there's not LinkedIn or something. This is just regular social. This is a network. I think it's called, uh, I will have to check with him, but it's like a networking group on Facebook. Uh, which I what is Facebook? So, so, Facebook. Yeah, so, so, so if one is spending time like, uh, you know, scrolling down Facebook or Twitter and all that, one shouldn't feel too guilty. It's, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> please their own. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's when he, he put out this message, someone recommended my name and uh, he happened to be Pune because, I mean, uh, he splits his time between Pune and Bombay. Uh, so he wrote to me at first. I mean, obviously, I'm very suspicious of random people writing to me on, but... Uh, like, sliding into your DM. Sliding into my DM. But uh, I said, okay, seems like a genuine profile. I said, okay, come meet me at a public place. Come meet me at my restaurant where I'll have my stuff. Uh, so he, um, so that's when we met. And honestly, the idea was very interesting to me. So uh, I had 
I grew up with jackfruit every summer. I have eaten jackfruit in this vegan pulled pork uh, format when I was in New York. I just come back from New York. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I've had this like in New York when uh, you know, like I, when I was in a Mexican taqueria, some cool restaurant. And and pulled meat is such a big part of their culture. Like for example, I'm still sort of grappling with the idea of what to do with the pulled kathal because Correct. I've not really cooked with pulled meat. I pulled. always cook yeah. with yeah. So so yeah Correct. yeah. So I said, okay, really interesting. I mean, you know, jackfruit, um, like in a ready-to-use format. Uh, let, let's work on it. I mean, I, we started uh, toying with the idea of uh, doing something. I mean, I was obviously coming in uh, with my food background. He was coming in with his background in sustainability project management. And which year was this? This was 2018 when we okay. 2018 when we met and decided like, okay, should we do something? Uh, I was coming in, so we also have very complementary skills, which is great. I have, so why this and not continuing to run the restaurant? I honestly felt that this was a good way to combine uh, both my marketing background yes. and my knowledge of food. Uh, I would always say like, you know, I would love to do a packaged food brand. And little did I know that I would. Uh, I had oh, and That's lovely. And, I, you know, I, I can relate to that as well, because... You know, I've, I've studied sociology like you did English literature. Yeah. Um, then I worked in market research and, and then uh, got into writing and, and writing as a blogger. So not like, you know, a trained yeah. writer or whatever. So so uh, the perspective at which, through which I look at food is through the lens of, um, you know, community culture, people, which is what the, you know, market research and uh, sociology is. And, and now I often work with either food brands or sometimes even with small enterprises and so on in, in branding. So it's it's great if one can bring one's uh, skills uh, to use together. Correct. So that, I mean, that, that answers the question of why not just continue being a chef at a restaurant. Sorry, I didn't mean to answer my own questions. But... No. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of values, right? As you yeah, yeah. No, no. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, so we started working together. In fact, Jackwood was the very first idea. But uh, we had very ambitious plans. And the, and the name was Eat With Better right from the beginning? Right, yeah. So this is, again, the marketer in me. I oh. had held on. I did a bit of consulting work uh, right after I came back to India uh, oh. with uh, some brands that, you know, family enterprises that wanted yeah, yeah. to uh, start brands. And when I was just doing some, you know, uh, thinking, research, hmm. I came, I, I thought of better like I didn't know a brand called Better, and mm. I said this will be such a cool thing because you can launch multiple products of Better, and I held that very close. I did not, I did not part, like I did not part with that uh, yes. name uh, because somewhere I knew I wanted mm. it to be fine. Obviously, we couldn't get better. So when this happened, <laughs> Better was obviously top contender, but obviously you can't trademark. Uh, because I, I read an interview of yours in the Verve magazine, which at that point it spoke of just better like co-founder of better tried, yeah so we tried to run with better but uh, legally we couldn't do just better so now we have eat with better that's trademarked registered uh and i mean it does have better in it it has it reads well as a sentence so i guess uh, okay now now I'm, I'm i'm dying to sort of uh you know so button so so um i and, and i had no idea of this when I thought of this, and I don't know if you've, you've realized this, but um, so so um, I had COVID, and after which I had, um, because of COVID, herpes and a blood sugar hike. Yeah. 
So her piss was like terrible pain and because it was uh, following COVID, so there was also weakness. Yeah. And and the blood sugar had to be brought under control, otherwise herpes would not cover, come okay. under control. So the first time in my life, I was voluntarily looking at the way I was eating okay. and, and, you know, guided by my dietitian, the young okay. And I was also at that point, you know, thinking, you know, what am I doing? Two months, I'm just lying down, no work, especially as a freelancer. So I'm a, a, a counselor, yeah. um, Shweta, and I've been working with her since November online, but I find, find her very, very uh, useful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right from the time we started working together, I'd, I told her that, you know, I want to do like a sort of brand map for myself, mm-hmm. uh, like I do with brands. Yeah. And I would keep telling her that I want to do, I want to do, but never did it. Then one day when I was just lying in the same study, this thing, I just took out a, a pad and a pen and wrote it down. And I said that, okay, what I do in finely chopped is help you eat better. Mm, because I know. anything which I do helps you eat better. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, you've eaten foods in a certain way. Yeah. I, I will help you eat even better. Like if, yeah. if you like, if you like kebabs, find the best kebabs or you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and and then uh, you know, as I started with the diet which yeah. Ria gave me, yeah. I could really sort of identify with it because it was not something which I felt too unnatural, like give up something or give up a time of the day. It was like eat, but you know, um, just change around with the proportions or maybe um, stop sugar and this that. So then I started as I started feeling better, and and day goes better again. Um, and and at that point, there was nothing new which I could write about. Not did I had the energy to write about, but I'd keep doing these little videos or this thing about yeah. what I was eating. And then I, I did this three, four years back when I'd sort of started on a diet by myself and stopped it, which at that time I'd given it a hashtag, little Jack Horner meals. Coming from the point that then Dusty rhyme with the little Jack Horner says that, see what a good boy am I? So I'm saying that, you know, I'd, I'd, I would never eat Loki, Karela, now I'm eating, yeah. so what a good boy am yeah. I, Sado bread. Yeah. So then I said, okay, now that's got over. This is hashtag eat better. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to like eat better. And, 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 and so that became that. And then when I started eating out a bit and there were a bit of relaxations and I said, okay, if I go to a Chinese restaurant and I'm diabetic, or if I go to you know Gujarati place and diabetic, right. what, what does one eat? And started doing this video. Then yeah. I'm saying, okay, so I've, I've sort of come across you as, you know, Katie the Cokes, I've come across um, you know, the jackfruit thing also because of Lokavor and Tommy yeah. Zucker. And I said, wait, eat fit better. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, so yeah, I mean. I know, when I saw <laughs> I, you. I think, uh, you know, when, when you're fed Kathal at an early age, you think similarly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Kathal speaking. It's a Kathal connection. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When I saw your Kathal Kasa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you saw the hashtag and you think oh god this guy's lifted it up no no i didn't no, no. Yeah. I, I said oh interesting so eat better <laughs> and I, I need to send him eat with better so he eat better. and then i saw that because i knew the jackfruit i knew this thing um and 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 honestly the jackfruit messaging was bigger all throughout yeah. So the the brand hadn't really registered. Registered, yeah. Um, yeah. Also because I was interested. Okay, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I. Yeah. 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 What true. a coincidence. Yeah. We yeah. were all trying to eat better. I mean, the reason why better resonated so much with me, just better itself, but also eat with better, is we're all trying to do better, be better, eat better, in this context, and better is 
not uh, absolute. Better is subjective. Better yes, is... it's compared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, everyone. Better is not best. Better. Best means it's the end, but better right. is, yes. Exactly. It's a progression. Yeah. And yeah. I love that about better. And I wanted that yeah. to be the brand, you know, yeah. like it, uh, we can all do better. Uh, yeah. and so you're, in a way, putting uh, Julia Child turning on her head because she said, Things are things. Everything's better with butter. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you say everything's better with kathal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You only have to make Julia Child, Julia Child taste our kathal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be too much of a scientific feat. Yeah, to yeah. bring her back. She yeah. Yeah, apparently wasn't very experimental with her food either. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would gone well. But mm. yeah, that's the better how we came across. We and then the, you know the, the the technology of getting it together, sourcing like a consistent quality. How do you how do you go about all of that? So, I mean that's again where uh, my Ratnagiri and Kokan Connects have helped because uh, we actually travel quite a bit looking for processors for jackfruit, um, and we found the best like quality jackfruit and processor. Um, who happens to have a connection with my grandfather, like a connection dating back his father who's touching 90 and my grandfather who passed away a week short of 100 uh, would visit each other's houses and the families apparently know each other, which I only discovered when I went there. Wow. Um, so um, we, we have a processor who is at a location that has no network other than BSNL that has no uh, forget airport connectivity even a train the closest train is like two and a half hours away and we had to make yeah i mean we traveled to some really interesting places uh, where my family at times would be like i mean i would tell them okay i may not have network because you never know till you reach the place so they had no clue what is happening for two days because i had no way of contacting them so uh traveled a fair bit to identify processors set in place uh, an SOP process to uh, process jackfruit. All the processing happens in a very finite window because jackfruit, this is, so jackfruit is processed in Konkan. The jackfruit mm -hmm. season is a narrow season, especially for us because we're processing the tender jackfruit. Yes. This has actually become a bit of a constraint uh, and problem as we're scaling up uh, because I don't, like you follow us in social media, I don't know if you saw, uh, we launched chunks, jackfruit chunks yeah in uh, fact i asked you that uh, do you have chunks because correct. that's what i'm more familiar with absolutely so we launched track two chunks and they sold out in record time i mean uh and it's a problem for us now because there's no there's no jackfruit available in Konkan anymore we can't wait till next season which can start anywhere from end december to february uh with the changing weather patterns so we're actually looking for jackfruit sources to send to our processing unit. So that we and can what about other parts of the country? It's a similar season, like Port Bengal and uh, South, everything be a similar season? No, the seasons are quite different across India. So uh, right now, what we've even gone to APMC market, which if you've yeah. ever been to, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we've, so because APMC gets jackfruit from pretty much like all states in the South, uh, the season is very different, even within the South. Forget across mm. India. So uh, right now, you can get tender jackfruit from uh, Tamil Nadu, I think. Uh, mm. Like so, we're now trying to figure out different regions who will grow jackfruit in seasons where it's off season in Konkan, and yeah. finding a viable way to get it across. Because even if there's jackfruit growing in uh, Orissa, uh, 
it may just not be viable to get it across to Konkan. Yeah, not like for example in mangoes, like not all mangoes travel as well as the Alfonso. Correct. Like you know, they get bruised easily and uh, stuff. Yeah, and jackfruit is very, it looks, it is a very hardy crop and fruit, mm. but after it's plucked, it needs to be processed very, very quickly for the right, for the, for the, sorry, mm. for the raw one that we are looking for, because the sap inside keeps kind of trickling and yeah. um, it makes the texture soft and mushy. So it kind of spoils uh, if it stays for like more than 24 hours to 36 oh, that, hours. that's very short, yes. Very short. So even if we identify jackfruit in uh, like Orissa, we mm. may not be able to get it reliably to our processor. So we're Yeah, gonna... I mean, or, or you might probably have to look at multiple processors because the thing Correct. of flying down jackfruit, then your thing goes over a toss. It also, yeah. Yeah, it also defeats the whole sustainability point. Pricing and, and yeah, I mean, carbon footprint. If and yeah, if you're flying down jackfruit. So yeah, I mean, there are challenges as a, as a small business, uh, you know, look, working with a, such a seasonal uh, produce, right? So, so do you plan to look at uh, any other sort of, um, you know, uh, fruits or whatever? So, uh, or or do, do you want to, at the moment, for, you know, towards the beginning, you were talking of focus and then the Kitira community. Yeah. So is, 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 are you going to focus on jackfruit? Jack because there's still so much that can be done with jackfruit. Yeah. We feel like we have a really limited range right mm. now. We're working on bringing more products uh, that honestly, I'm super excited. I mean, I can't, I can't be no, part of my products, but I do think what we're working on is... Um, is relevant in many more ways for our consumers. And you're almost Especially. doing from uh, what I read, like like no preservatives or whatever. It's just like a you know, Correct. like the jackfruit is just packed and ready to cook or masala base and absolutely. Uh, there are no preservatives used, uh, no artificial colors. It's literally just jackfruit. And and I'd ask you a question. Uh, I remember when on DM earlier. So so what are the benefits of uh, Jackfruit. I know the pack mentions a few things like in terms of uh, gluten-free and all of that, but okay. is it like protein? Is it calcium? Is it yeah. energy? What is it? Yeah. So, uh, so jackfruit is uh, a very, uh, so one of the biggest benefits of jackfruit is it is a low GI food. Uh, not only is it low GI, but it is proven to help I think reverse is a very strong word, but it's proven to help uh, reduce blood sugar levels when eaten, when eaten consistently. In mm. fact, there are now brands that are uh, selling jackfruit powder. And by jackfruit powder, I mean it is the very tender raw jackfruit, like the one we have, that is dried and then made into a powder uh, that people can mix into their drink or roti, atta, and ham. Mm. Mm. So we're just offering a way to have it as a sabzi. Uh, that has you know all the same benefits um, this is a very big factor for again as we know India uh, diabetes it's a it's a very yeah. it's, it's a big it's a natural yeah. that naturally reduces your uh, and that doesn't and, and, and if I be uh, if I sort of connect my eat better eating with your eat with better um, you know I mean I mean the capsule and everything aside if you're making a sabzi uh, with something like jackfruit and if it's low GI like you're saying um, then what's happening is that it's it's also bulk, so it fills your tummy. It because fills. if you, if you have the powder, Correct. then you still need something to fill your tummy with, Absolutely. right? 
so 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 like my entire thing has been like reducing the amount of rice or grains Correct. and having more of dal or sabzi or even like fish eggs or whatever Correct. so um because we are so uh, cereal dependent in our diet but the more you add sides the more that can that can come down right? absolutely absolutely and that's the point because it's also offering an alternative uh, that is beyond uh, aloo gobi paneer mushroom it's yes. a vegetable that is native to india it's local uh, it offers so in terms of health benefits a uh, good source of fiber low gi uh, it is so fiber means that will be good for the heart as well if it's good source of fiber i'm guessing Plus, because yeah. for the heart they say that, you know have flax seeds and all that for fiber or uh, you it? know possibly yeah. i mean check maybe it's worth checking out because yeah. you know they say that uh, have uh, flax seed or have um, um, you know whole wheat whole grains complex yeah. carbs correct. because fiber, yeah. correct so yeah. good source of fiber also the reason we mentioned gluten free is because if people are looking at it for its texture i mean there are no vegetable i think competes with jackfruit in terms of its meaty texture less on i think a lot of people in it, even my family because my family is as they call them pure vegetarian where my aunts will not even have egg they won't even apply like a hair pack that has egg in it like it's that yeah. some people even avoid bacon because they feel that brinjal is meaty or mushroom Mushrooms, yeah. So yeah, mushroom. some some really pure vegetarians like okay, so, they're not comfortable with the texture of brinjal. So exactly. So if I were to describe jackfruit to my very aunts who have fed me jackfruit and they're brilliant cooks, we don't eat it because it's meaty because they don't know what meaty is. They've never grown yes. up with meat. So I will say it has a it has textural integrity even after cooking, which yes. I don't think any vegetable has as much as jackfruit. Hmm. uh and what that does is offers a vegetable that is different than the routine and brings its set of nutrients to your palate in a way that if it's keeping you away from potato it's probably doing doing you good you know if exactly. you are no that's true like for example in our fish curries or whatever where potato is such a basic thing in this thing but in bengal you also put in beans bacon and all that carrots <laughs> so we tend to now put that and and keep our potato quota only for you know like something we really wanted really want exactly yeah. like you know like a potato wara for example or yeah. <laughs> our mashed potatoes yeah yeah so so it's a, it's adding diversity in an easy to use format because we know jackfruit processing jackfruit as an individual is extremely tedious yeah yeah i mean and same with like i said mocha and careful and exactly. all that they're going out of our uh, repertoire simply because who's going to make who's it going, who has the time who's going to peel it yeah, yeah. who has the time the i energy? mean we've got used to now the urban consumers got used to going to a supermarket and getting chopped beans and chopped carrots <laughs> and then to them chopped bindi and if you say say peel yeah. yeah and and also you know i i don't know if i made this point to you or to someone else uh, doing a communication or this thing that um when i did this eat better thing for a short while the videos yeah. and all till my diabetes medicine stopped so that was a great thing yeah. but uh, you know i i went to a few vegetarian places uh, maharashtran uh, aswad and then so it's is very difficult to find vegetables in a vegetarian place you know, beyond potato absolutely <laughs> so uh, yeah. i mean uh, so if you go to for example a bengali non vegetarian restaurant uh, but which will serve vegetarian dishes 
in the vegetarian dishes, there'll be a range of vegetables. It could be, know. A, you know, yeah. your unripe banana, there could be different types of greens or, yeah. or beans or, you know, the banana of missing. But you go to the vegetarian restaurants, the Punjabi, uh, uh, you know, whatever, the Maharashtrian, Gujarati, there are no vegetables. I know. I completely, I, I, I love, I love Calcutta. I've been there yeah. like, uh, twice, um, mm. thrice. And I'm delighted in Bengali food as a vegetarian yeah. and people find it so strange. They're like, how do you eat Bengali food? And I'm like, I not only eat in restaurants, I now cook a lot of Bengali food. Yeah, in fact, sometimes people tell me that give me vegetarian options in Bengali food and when they go to Calcutta. I say that as long as you don't have a problem with other people eating, Correct. go to that place and you have enough. Yeah. I mean, unless someone has a thing that's same kitchen and all that. Correct. But these people aren't. I mean, people like you yeah. uh, would travel across and Correct. you're Correct. not that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so that, I mean, there are enough reasons for jackfruit. There just aren't enough opportunities for people to have been exposed to it. So, which Absolutely. is, yeah, which is what and, we're trying to do, and, yeah. And are you um, seeing um, people being open to it or, or are, are you at least seeing a change in people's mindset uh, today, which makes them more open to, uh, you know, premises like yours? Yeah, uh, for sure. So, again, I think, in India, there are two groups of people. There are uh, people who have tasted, uh, if not cooked with, at least eaten jackfruit because their grandmother would cook it. Their exactly. Would, and they're familiar with the with the fruit. Uh, but but the, they would be people, you know, who are in their mid-30s and up. You know, Absolutely. 40s, 50s. and Mid-30s yeah. and up. Uh, people from like uh, Maharashtra, uh, Karnataka, Kerala. Bengal. Bengal, Orissa. Uh, they are even Bihar. Like they yeah. know Kathal, Bihar, UP, they know Kathal. Yeah. So uh, what's left? So uh, what's I, I left? Start, Go uh, Gujarat, Rajasthan, uh, even Punjab eats Kathal, uh, but Gujarat, yeah. Rajasthan, and these states have a higher share of voice in Bombay, right? And Bombay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, 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 and of the vegetarian market. Yeah. Uh, especially, yeah. So these share of voice and share of wallet. Share of voice and share of wallet, correct. Yes. Uh, these states do not eat kathal, culturally. Like okay. it's just uh, from, again, uh, speaking to consumers, friends from these communities, uh, it was never cooked in their kitchens for various reasons. Uh, I think for some, uh, I think for gens, it's also like a religious thing because it looks and is meaty. Uh, but uh, so these two communities don't eat it. Uh, uh, what else? I think these two are the, I mean, in terms of large communities, these two don't seem to eat jackfruit. Uh, and again, at exhibitions, we've run into a lot of people from these communities, especially when we exhibited in South Bombay at Upper Crust, you know, which has, yeah. um, and the reaction has been interesting. Uh, so you were, you were there this year in Upper Crust? Not because, this year. I, I, Not this uh, year. because this year I did the home, home shift studio, but I was there the whole day, so I didn't really get to go inside. I wasn't, no, I wasn't in, I wasn't in Bombay then. I would have loved to, no. but I, this is right before COVID in December yeah, yeah. 2019. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, just when we were, you know, ready to launch and we had prepared jackfruit curries kept, you know, and that we were, we had like a jackfruit keema that we were asking mm. people to try with some power. And the reactions were interesting, uh, mostly basis age group. So the older uh, people who were unfamiliar with it, some of them even physically kind of recoiled at the appearance because it looks so meaty. Uh, and we had like plant-based, vegan, everything. Like maybe not only is this vegetarian, it's even vegan, but they didn't want to try it. Okay. I mean, it didn't appeal to them. Yeah. 
but the younger uh, we saw a lot of younger consumers who had never eaten jackfruit in their life who were game to trying it obviously they double check saying you're yes. sure it's vegetarian right yes and when we, when we did confirm and reconfirm they were very okay to try it uh, picked up a few packs asked how it would taste with i don't know mexican because mm-hmm. jackfruit has no raw jackfruit has no flavor of its own so yes. it really depends on how you season it and if there's mm. one thing it's a good at it's seasoning and spicing so it's um yeah it's it's a bit like um, yeah tofu or um, yeah, basa or anything like that yeah, but it, like it takes it, in the it takes uh, flavor whatever flavor you cook it with so the reaction has been encouraging uh it we still we're still working on making it more uh, of a habit on a frequent mm-hmm. basis rather than a one off thing that you cook as an occasional because there's no reason for it to not be included on a more regular basis absolutely uh, and that is what we worked on so uh, i mean one feelings uh, is that you know um, after two two and a half years of pandemic uh, one doesn't want to risk saying at the end of the pandemic because it's not the end but but um, people are being a bit more conscious about what they're putting into their uh, body maybe a bit more conscious about the planet i don't think that's a big thing in india yet yeah. uh, but um, so do you think do you see a bit of that happening like at least there's a segment of people including us who are like looking at like uh, you know millets organic or free yeah. range and and so on um so and, and in a in an environment like that that's where product enterprise like yours uh, you know can make a natural entry absolutely. so do you see this happening absolutely i definitely see that happening i think what what also happened in the pandemic is uh people started uh people had the time and the mental bandwidth to actually pay yeah. attention to what they're eating and spend a little more time in the kitchen and yeah i mean there's nothing else to do there's nothing else to do and while yeah. everyone seems to have gone back i mean including me yeah. back okay. to our earlier routines yeah. we somehow carried that along the kitchen exactly. is no longer as unfamiliar a space that you just relegate to the bai who comes in the morning like a busy just getting ready for the day you have that space to make it a like to consciously spend a little effort on it and mm-hmm. i do see a lot of our like because i do customer calls just to understand how people are trying the product liking it what can improve and i do see people telling me like you know i've asked my uh, maid to cook it in this way my cook uh, has told me how we are cooking it which is interesting because the purchase i told you from- like my cook was like kathal kya kathal I said cut. Then I showed her the picture. Then I said, "Just do this. Put these two things together," because she made the dosa and wanted to have it with the bread. So, yeah, but but she's a Maharashtrian who knows how to make great hummus and uh, this thing, but not anything Maharashtrian. Wow. But, yeah. So I I keep giving her YouTube videos on how to make thali peet. Then she made very yeah. good stuff. But, yeah. yeah, you're training her on Marathi stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm just doing everything to get my domicile status. Yeah. So so. So so what next now what are, what are your uh, plans we're working on uh, what, what do you guys want to do from going yeah, on yeah we're working on different formats that use jackfruit but that are mm-hmm. more uh, as i said like consumer friendly and requested by consumers then makes the task of if it is a task we think it's a pleasure but you know it, it makes the task of even like uh, cutting open the jackfruit mixing it with a masala which uh, redundant i just think it makes sense i mean if if I mean, look at ginger and garlic paste. I mean, people would say, I mean, do the actual ginger, and but the fact is that, I mean, it's just such a boon in the kitchen. I mean, so as as a chef and 
personally as well i would eat to i, I would love to eat as natural and again one can debate what is natural i would like yes. to let's say as freshly prepared as possible right from the masala to the finished product right like but hmm. i also live in uh, an urban bustling city demands that at times makes it impossible and then what is the next best option i have is it just like getting on to swiggy and ordering or can i find a sweet spot where you know i land in a territory that doesn't feel like that I, that i've totally relegated control but also makes my life easier so that's where we think these products land at where it's not going to be as it, it can't be as fresh as the jackfruit you harvested from your ancestral land that your uh, adhi has cooked no but yeah, you know i i agree with you and i think that sometimes people just um, overplay this thing because sometimes i see some of the responses i would get uh, on on different aspects and i said that now what do you expect me to do do you want me to have a cow also to you know get the milk or a hen to this thing <laughs> and and similarly like you know and the more as i learned about uh, food and and where it comes from like let's take fish like we we assume that because we live in bombay we get fresh fish now what's your definition of fresh fish because it's not that say if i'm sitting at the uh, you know taj the the yeah. you know the chef is going to gateway where there's someone fishing and gives it to him and he quickly gets and fries the fish increasingly is going from deeper waters and right. taking at least 10 days from being fish to come to the market yeah. then right. to home right. and then you might not cook all of it on the same day Yeah. So so then why are we so this thing about a kathal not being this thing except the fact that of course it's it's coming to me in a in a in a packet which is not yeah yeah yeah, yeah but right. you know so i think that there's a balance if if i had the option of eating like fresh 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 every day everything i would choose that but unfortunately i think for most of us increasingly we have to we have to decide yeah like so 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 like uh, you know uh, my mom like when he came to india uh, like we had a fridge where at that time is pretty rare so we like to got a grundig fridge from iran and this thing so um, you know anything which is not consumed we'd have it and we'd have leftovers and and uh, and she would say that not everyone in uh, india would and uh, and and this some time in early 80s so during the pandemic when we had to do everything suddenly we became very western like no household no nothing yeah. so and and when uh, eating a dish meant um, you know cooking it Yeah. Uh, then eating it, then cleaning what you cooked it in, and yeah. cleaning what you ate it in. Then you would want to utilize everything. So, for example, if if there was a say a curry one made with uh, you know uh, say paneer, then you keep the rest of it and maybe add some uh, potatoes to it or whatever. And then I did the hashtag love your leftovers. Then there would be uh, you know people appreciated that and then they said oh that you can you know it's this thing. But then there were some people who write in saying that no, this is Ayurveda says you should not. have things cooked after the, you know the sunset I'm like okay when we start you will either come and feed me every day yeah i think exactly if you have the bandwidth sure i mean it lead the ideal life um, i would love to if i had the chance to but i mean i think for most of us it's about finding a solution that works majority of the time and uh, that that's you know processed in Uh, as honest a way as possible, mm. and uh, brought to you in uh, you know a way that makes you eat more of it if you think it is better for you, because you should all eat better. 
I absolutely eat better. And 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 and, and where are your products uh, available? Like, how can one order eat with better? Yeah, we're available on our website, which is www.eatwithbetter.com, and we're available on Amazon as well. So, so primarily, it's uh, currently uh, online. It's on, it's not on uh, retail or retail shelves. Um, yeah, not uh, okay. And and um, do you ship across the country? We ship across India. Yes. So whether it's Amazon or you, then uh, yeah. you know one can get it across the country. And you also have recipes and everything on your site. Yeah, and we also have recipes. And I think uh, Thomas and Sarah and so many people have cut all recipes. So that's that's great. Yeah. And 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 uh, I've been doing this podcast for about two and a half years now, and um, I've just come across such wonderful examples of uh, i mean people like you who are i mean taking the initiative and and uh, you know helping us eat better so whether it's what you and karan are doing in terms of like you know literally like getting jack reminding us that jackfruit does grow on trees yeah. so and you're plucking it and giving it to us uh, or or like you know uh, companies which are or enterprises which are getting together and uh, you know becoming a source for say millets or grains yeah. or feedings, things. I, I just, um, you know, at this point, it, it might uh, seem to folks like you that it's it's like a very daunting task and, and it's just, a, you know, uh, no headways happening. But uh, even as I was hearing you speak and I was hearing you speak about, uh, say some of the objections people had or the cultural thing, I mean, um, you know how people say that, um, you know, paneer, uh, you know, uh, in every Gujarati thali, you go and there's paneer, and paneer was a part of Gujarati. It became right, yeah. And and uh, so so, what's uh, stopping uh, Mr. Jack of uh, <laughs> Mr. Jack from making so, uh, Yeah. So so I'll, so it's it's just great. I mean, the the story is um, fascinating and inspiring, both in way, in terms of the ways uh, in which both of you have. Uh, thought of it because it's it's good for I think human beings as well as uh, the, the planet, the planet and, and, sure. yeah. yeah and 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 the two are not mutually exclusive and yeah, um, yeah I mean I'm, I'm, I'm sure that um, it's it's going to be something which will um, uh, not only do well but probably sort of inspire people to do uh, mm -hmm. and take similar paths so um, thank you thanks thanks thank Kitida so for uh, Kitida Karanda everyone for what you're yeah. doing <laughs> and uh, wish you all the best and uh, maybe one day if I make something uh, soon with it which I really like yeah. then I'll ping you and then come over to your office and say, try this try this no, I'll, I'll read it. yeah yeah <laughs> yes. okay thank bye you. bye thanks. thank you so much thank, thank you, you. Bye. bye